striving for mediocrity in a world of excellence, this is The Chaser Report. Hello and welcome to The Chaser Report for Friday, the 25th of March. TGIF, am I right? <laughs> yep, and everyone's here today. Yeah. yeah. Except for Dom. It's never everyone. We always yeah. say this and then it's like, except for one person. I'm a different bald white guy with glasses. Yeah, <laughs> so we've got John, Alexa and Gabby. Hey, and I'm hey. Hello. Hello. Hey, don't sell yourself short. You're and Charles Furr. There you Yay. go. That's it. That's it. That's the energy we're bringing into Friday, now, you know. A- according to this rundown, Gabby to prep intro. So Gabby. Yes, I have a segment and I'm, I'm apologising right now for it not being topical enough because if I'm being honest, the news depresses me. Yes. I don't like looking at it. So yes. I decided what better way to get around this than make up my own news. So I sat mm. alone um, mm. with no media influencing my thought. And you know what the first question that came into my mind was? You know those rock climbers that climb cliff faces for weeks at a time? Like they, they hammer hammocks into the sides mm. of cliffs. How do they poop? I'm asking mm. the real questions here. That sounds impossible. How do they poop? Yeah. How do they poop? Do they just poop on the people below? See, them? this is what I thought, right? Yes. Turns out, after I did a little bit of Googling here, mm. there's actually a problem. There's a waste problem with climbers shitting off the edge of the of the edge of the cliff. So they have solutions. I found these solutions on a climbing website that I don't know the name of because I don't mm. climb. There's mm. that much poo. Apparently it's like a common problem, like but when neck the next climber goes to climb. There's poo everywhere. There's poo everywhere. But they're doing yes. it in nature where all the well, animals poo. I suppose. But, but wouldn't, like you, wouldn't you, if you were sort of socially minded, mm. wouldn't you poo into your hand and then throw the poo so it doesn't yeah. sort of go yeah, yeah, yeah. down the side of the See? cliff? See, so now I found the solutions. Is it nappies? Oh. No, yeah. you'd think. I thought that. I thought it was like adult diapers. I thought of everything and mm. nothing prepared me for what the actual answer is. They so eat <clears throat> I'm, I'm reading verbatim <laughs> from this from this rock climbing website, right? The first is something called a poop tube, which is basically, <laughs> this is how this sentence starts. After you poop into a bag, first of all, mm. you place the bag into the tube and add some kitty litter to decrease the odour. Like a thermos. You wouldn't want to confuse your thermos. Yeah. Poop tube. So, yeah. So, that was the first option. The second (laughs) Ah, one was something. brown. Oh. Oh, no, no. (laughs) The second one was wag bags, which is just a bag, but for some reason it's called a wag bag. Mm. But it's essentially like a dog poop system. You know how you can carry those little bags on your belt? That's good. That, that. but for people, what could be more fun? So, this is the same Thing is the first one, but without the tube. Yeah. <laughs> there are accessories involved. I know. I think somebody really needs to capitalize on these. Like, you know how Frank Green made coffee cups and then they cost like $80? Yes, this would be Frank Brown. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and the last option is something called cat holes. Simply put, this is just a hole in the ground. But for some reason, to a rock climber, that's called a cat hole. So right. that's, that's digging a hole in the ground. But wait, they have to so aim for the hole from the cliff. Well, that one's not for cliffers. That one's for oh. like if you're on a flat area. Well, that's just for climbing. us. Yes. Yeah, that, oh. one, that one we can all do at home. I so anyway, that's how that's how rock climbers shit. I hope oh. you're all welcome. I wanted to take a break from the news and I decided to find something somehow more depressing. Hey, that's Gabby, you know <laughs> that you work for a satirical website, so if you want to make up news... You could like literally just do that. No, I have integrity, please. Thank you. In this company, I like my news to be factual. Coming up on the show, Alex uh, is going to talk about uh, planes crashing. Yes, very fun. Oh, that does sound fun. And, uh, oh no, Lachlan's got another. He's doing producer notes. Yes, I love producer notes. (sighs) All that and more coming up. But first of all, let's go to Rebecca Dana-Muno in the Chaser newsroom. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hillsong Church founder Brian Houston has resigned this week in order to spend less time with God. When questioned what he thought of Brian's resignation, Scott Morrison asked why everyone keeps associating him with Hillsong when all he did was invite Brian to personally accompany him to the White House. Australia's Space Force has been forced to update their rules regarding call signs after Peter Dutton complained about his title, Spudnik. Following the complaint, use of the term Sputnik is now a fireable offence, as well as Minister Asteroid Head, Darth Vader Without the Helmet and Galactic Cunt. A family that can no longer afford rent, food or petrol is glad to hear the country's leaders are focused on debating important issues like who is less woke. With both the Prime Minister and opposition leader distracted with their woke measuring contest, the family hopes that they might not have to choose between starving or travelling. I'm Rebecca Dana-Muno, and that's the latest headlines from The Chaser Report for another woke week. Oh, shit. I've got a very, very exciting segment here. I okay. always thought we need a bit more action, engineering. I never believe you when you say this. Go on. Anna, here we go. I'm excited. You'll what? believe me now when you hear this. A plane just crashed in China. Oh. On the on the route between Kunming and Guangzhou. No, no, but uh, Guangzhou is like the big one, the big city in yeah. the south. It's amazing. I, I did the same route in 2019, but it's not about me. <laughs> 132 people died. It was oh, horrific. Fuck. Um, oh my god! That's so they just, all died, did they? Well, they haven't found anyone yet. But like the plane oh, nosedived into a hill, and it was just all in flame. Like everything's gone. Great way to start a segment. But the interesting thing is that we don't know what's happened, which means. We can do a little crime scene investigation Ooh. on the podcast. Oh, yes. Okay. The this is, we turned it into a true crime podcast. Exactly. Our ratings are going to soar. This is brilliant. Here we go. I reckon I know who the culprit is. Look, we, we don't know much about the accident, but we do know a lot about Boeing. And the plane was a Boeing 737. Oh. Was, it a, was it a 737 Max? No, uh, no. But, um, but let's go into the 737 Maxes because we need some context for yes. what this company does. Yes. Yeah. Um, so they had some big crashes since 2016. Mm. Uh, I don't know if you guys have ever tried to build a plane. Really expensive. Yeah. It's so mm. fucked. Yes. Um, that's, that's the only thing I, that stopped me, actually. I gave up very quick. Yeah. Um, but Boeing's never given up. <laughs> and um, they came up with this really cool new engine in 2016 called the Leap 1B engine. It's super powerful and massive. Yeah. But there's this big issue, right? They were too big for Boeing's existing planes. So if oh, you try to what? if you try to retrofit it on an existing fleet, the plane would be unbalanced and it would pitch slightly upwards. Did Boeing um, know the size of their own planes? Well, no, How they, do you fuck that up? Well, you fuck it up because you want to make money, right? You've got two yeah. options. You either build an appropriately sized new plane for the cool new engines. No. Or you just roll the dice and put them on already existing planes. <laughs> and and I'll just add a little context to this, which is that the more the bigger a jet engine, the more efficient it is. Right. Yeah, that is yeah. the rule, right? And the whole point is that the way you sell planes is to say that it's more fuel efficient. Yeah. So there's a whole reason. The, the whole of the capitalist system is geared towards having... Bigger engines yes. on small planes. Great. 
But they 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 invented this thing to to make up for the fact that this was incredibly dangerous to put these giant engines on old small planes. And they invented the maneuvering characteristics augmentation system, which is fancy engineering talk for like a dodgy fix, I guess. Um, it's an hell. automated system that just like corrects the pitch of the plane. So it's like the engine's making it pitch up. We're just going to have a little robot that makes it turn down. Um, <laughs> so your plane's constantly like. Pointing down a little bit. <laughs> um, is this like the landlord special of plane yes, fixes? Yes, yes. It's like it's it's the plane equivalent of painting over a light switch. Exactly. Yeah. Makes it so much harder to use, but makes the problem slightly less obvious at yeah, the start. Great. Um, and the problem is they didn't train a lot of people on their horrific new cost-cutting system because it would make them look bad, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> well, but also training costs money. Exactly. Yeah. Why, why would so you? Nobody, nobody, no airline wanted to retrain all their pilots. Also so they just went, oh well, we won't retrain. Yeah. They're like, here's a perfect normal plane for yeah. you to fly. Yeah. Um, it's still called 737. <laughs> max. Yeah. To the max. Um, but then, yeah, sooner or later, pilots got into it and they noticed that their planes were pointing down. <laughs> and they were like, they would, and you couldn't override it. Like the system's just like, no, nah, I know what I'm doing. And then in 2018 and 2019, you had these horrific crashes in Ethiopia and Indonesia where like 346 people died um, because the planes just pointed not in the air but mm. into the ground where they can't go. And the reason that happened was because they had one sensor to work out whether <sighs> um, the plane's pitch was correct. So if the sensor sort of got some wind in it or something or, you know, stuffed up, <laughs> there was no redundant other sensor to go. It, the plane <laughs> just went, oh, well, no, no, I should keep pointing <laughs> down. Oh, okay, oh, well, there's the ground. <laughs> I can't believe they made a system that was automated. I can't believe this system mm. was automated, not it's so much like cheaper. manually overridden. It really broke all the basic rules <laughs> of good engineering. I can't yeah. believe that, like, we were here last week making fun of the submarines that can be beat by jellyfish. Mm. But planes that get beaten by wind <laughs> is like if the submarines couldn't handle water. Water, yes. What the... <laughs> Look, there are different kind of engineers out there. I think mm. it could have just been a classic mix-up Freaky Friday situation because Boeing is the world's largest maker of missiles, right? Oh. Uh, so maybe the engineering departments yes. were just like, oh, we've got to have them yeah. fly directly into the ground. Yes. That's the only way they work. It's the best way to have a lot of confirmed casualties is if there's yeah. casualties on the missile. On the actual, yeah, inside yeah. the missile. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was pretty fucked up though. Like it was, it was a horrible incident. But what was worse is like Boeing's response was like, blood-curdlingly racist. It was so good. They were like, because you don't want to admit that you've designed these faulty machines and because no. they were super lucky because it happened in Ethiopia and Indonesia. Mm. Oh, and they were like, well, look, these countries aren't used to flying. Oh, like these no. backwards these backwards people don't know how to fly planes. Like it's, um, Are you it's kidding? Like, yeah, wow. you got, that's how they saved face. Um, gaslighting so, entire. So did they have to pay out? <laughs> Their fix was they put on a second sensor. Yeah, <laughs> double sensor. Yeah. Um, but the good thing about well, I can't say the good thing about the crash in China, but <laughs> it is pretty interesting that it happened in China because Boeing can't pull the same shit because they need that market really bad. They can't be like, these Chinese people don't know how to fly planes. They have to actually own up to the fact that something fucked happened with their yeah, planes. Yeah, fuck. Because they're trying to deliver 140 737 MAX jets built for Chinese customers and like, mm. obviously people are already super anxious about this plane because... Because they're made in America, aren't they? Mm. So it's the problem that they keep on trying to send them over to China and they keep crashing yeah. before they arrive <laughs> yeah, exactly. in China. <laughs> exactly, you just can't <laughs> get them there. But yeah, they, they, they can't pull the same shit in China and now they're actually worried like, oh, this, this crash might actually impact our bottom line. Well, I, I think that what instead of sending them to China, we can fix two birds with one stone. Mm. Mm. Currently, Ukraine doesn't have enough fighter jets. <gasps> yes. We send the Boeing 747 <laughs> Maxes to Russia 
And then that, and all of a sudden we have like weapons to use there. I and mean, it's not the first time a plane's gone down in Russia. <laughs> <laughs> Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The Chaser Report. Less news, more often. It's Lachlan for Charles's favourite segment. Lachlan's coming in, Charles. Producer notes. I love producer notes. You didn't love it about 20 minutes ago. Guys, before you start, I've actually prepared a little something. Of course you have. So why do a normal intro when we can do this? Producer notes. It's the segment. Love it. Producer notes. It's really good. Producer notes. Producing out. Well, I gotta, I gotta tell you, I could use the voice. Is it? Yeah, I was gonna say it was amazing that Clive Palmer actually had time in his day to come and record that for <laughs> that you. That is a great voice. I love. You should become a Muppet. That is, yeah, <laughs> that is a good intro for your segment because it does feel like it goes for hours and hours and hours. <laughs> I was up very late last night preparing a lot of things for for producer notes this week. Nice. But I talked to other podcast producers mm. about about how to improve their podcasts, and they said that that what you need to do is add more sizzle. Right. So I figured, like, we need some sound effects. We need some really sort of radio things. The first one, of course, would be canned laughter because sometimes we have jokes that fall flat in here. Not very often. And it has Mm. nothing to do with the quality of the joke writing. No, no, it definitely doesn't. Now, uh, if anyone delivers a a really lame pun, Mm. Charles, you have any prepared? Oh, I'm... uh, um. The last time Charles was prepared, it was 1967. Yeah, that does make me feel good. That's amazing, Gabby. I didn't ever realise you were this funny. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, what I I realised is that, yeah, you can only get so far with canned laughter. What we really Mm. need... We need tinned laughter. (laughs) (laughs) See? Yeah. (laughs) It really improves the vibe. Um, This is the best thing you've done on this podcast. (laughs) Stop, I'm begging. (laughs) Let them out of their misery. Where are you holding these people? Stop. I won't press it again. I won't press it again. But we need more than just uh, tinned or canned laughter. Mm. So, and I was very late last night making everyone their own original sting or intro. Oh my God. For every time that you guys want to do a segment on the podcast. Are you worried that he's taking your job, Gabby? Not at all, honestly. Oh. I've been looking for an out for like a month. I see. I've got to really get everyone to the, the core of their character. Ah, so uh, yes, a character. <laughs> Charles, mm. you're, you're our, our fierce yes. leader. Yes. You're the, the host of, <laughs> of this agree. Chaser yes. brand. Yes. You are one of Australia's most topical, yes. newsy satirists. Yes. So oh. you really needed something that, that was yes. newsy. Yes. What's going on in the world of fur? Nice. Probably something about his kids. Oh yeah, great. <laughs> <laughs> is that, that work? You think well, we can? I don't know. I'll run it by my kids and find out. I think they'll. <laughs> I think they'll love it. Um, uh, now Dom's not here, unfortunately, but I've been really listening to to Dom's stuff, and I will never get over the fact that in one of his most recent episodes, he 
with his daughter on his lap, mm. started talking about how the world is hopeless and everyone's going to die, and then looked her <laughs> in the eye and said, it's your future we're talking about. <laughs> so, so this one's for Dom, if you're listening, mate. All He's the not. Best. Now for something sad as fuck with Dom. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we can... Uh, <laughs> That is great. <laughs> the children the children at the yeah. end really solidify it. You should just give that to his family so that when he does bedtime stories, they know. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll play that at his funeral. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is, this is good that you're thinking long-term because I was also... This, I'm not thinking long-term. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, I take it back. <laughs> I was also thinking uh, long or short-term mm. when, I, when I was making Gabby's. Gabby, you are our, our rising star. No. And so okay. it's not long until you're gone. So I've got to have something <laughs> in yes, here yes. that really just sort of goes. Gabby's going to die I soon? make jokes about <laughs> quitting all the time, but you know I can't actually afford to do it, right? No, well, you know, when Gabby can afford to leave and people listening back on this podcast oh. 10 years from now, oh. it'd be nice to have something so they could remember Gabby Bolt was on this <laughs> podcast. It's a segment with Gabby Bolt. That made me Terrible. shut up. <laughs> I feel like I just joined a cult. Are you trying to make her leave the podcast? <laughs> no, no. What yeah, happened was that was about uh, like twelve a.m. and I was trying to learn harmonizing uh, at the same time. It was messy. Uh, it got real messy. I get it. That's okay. I appreciate you. Um, look, at this point, I was absolutely knackered. Uh, but John, thankfully, you were the only person who actually requested. Uh, an interesting. Well, like two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like your tone, John. Okay, I was a very. Yeah, he's done a whole lot of work for you, John. He's yeah. done a whole. He's done a whole. Yeah. Look at him go. Incre- incredibly late. Incredible. <laughs> Watching the shit that nobody else wants to watch. It's John. <laughs> John's cringe the air horn, the air horn makes it. The air horn makes it. It's John's cringe binge. Oh, he's he's nice. reading oh, nice. all the segments that none of us really want to address. Yes. That's, can I steal cringe binge in like twenty years if I ever get an autobiography? Because I reckon <laughs> that's the name of it. Uh, finally, uh, uh, Alexa. You know, was, was this the end of the night? <laughs> this was, was gonna be the worst. This one? was right at the end of the night. You got um, the best one. There was only one intro that would do justice to our favorite Chaser member. Mm. Oh, yeah. favorite. Yeah. Alexa's gonna talk about his penis again. <laughs> <laughs> penis things with Alexa. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I, I couldn't oh, find yeah. a crack. Where did you yeah, get that recording of your penis from? <laughs> <laughs> it hasn't gone boing. Great. Ever Foley. since the great accident. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, what, what, what's your grievances this week? Because like, normally I, your pre- producer notes are full of. Shit that we've done wrong. Yeah, how much you hate us. Well, yeah. kind, of, kind of at the moment, like I've got one sound effect that I'm sitting on the back of because you guys aren't complaining oh. enough and, and you've kind of... Is that because you failed this segment? You've set it up so that we would fight against you. As the producer, you should be able to set up segments and you've completely fucked it. You know oh, what, John? I'm, I just can't be bothered. Whoa, someone complained about producer notes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Give a shit. Shut the fuck <laughs> <laughs> It's 1.13am. Oh, Lockie. Lockie, you know what? Sometimes things aren't good and that's okay. (laughs) Our gear is from Rode Microphones and we are part of the ACAST Creator Network. (laughs) Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. 
That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.